Chase is alive. He killed my friend, now he's coming for me. He's got a death curse. Jason's a legend. I miss his warrior. An old friend of the Christie's. Jason belongs in hell. You're joining me if you stay here. Never come back again. You see, Jason was away somewhere. And today is his birthday. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of Camp Blood Radio, a.k.a. Return to Camp Blood. I am your host, Nathan Barker, and joining me tonight is Uncle Kenton. Hey, what's up, guys? A.k.a. the Drunk Uncle. Here I oh, am. I'm sober tonight, actually. Holy shit. And if you, and if you yeah. notice that he sounds a little bit different, he's, he's on his phone tonight. He's having some internet issues out there in the backwoods of, uh, of Kentucky. Yeah, we're having the fucking backwoods this shit tonight. The Rock Castle special. Yeah, there you go. Or maybe maybe Meth Head Ted ran into your power line or something. Maybe had yeah, a little accident. Yeah. <laughs> he got all hopped up at Dollar General and lost control on the way home, took out your tel- telephone pole. Is it uh do I sound like shit? Is it is it bad? No, nah, you're good, man. Don't worry about it. Uh, okay, cool. All right. So anyway, just a little recap of the last two episodes and as Kent has deemed them, Kane's dick riders, we still oh. have not heard from a dick rider. I'm, I'm shocked. I am too. Uh, it's going well. So uh, I guess we'll just stand by and wait. And uh, if nothing happens, then just moving on. Well, we do have some other good Kane con- uh, content coming up. So the dick riders, if they haven't caught on yet, then I anticipate maybe one of the few, one of the near future episodes we might have some come out of the woodwork or or why do you think we haven't heard from any of them i mean let's let's think about this for a minute you know i've i mentioned the last episode they're usually extremely vocal like insanely vocal and i i, I thought for sure they would have said something by now and maybe it's because I don't know, man. I I really don't know. I've I've really thought on it, and like I said last time, I'm glad that nobody got upset. I would rather people enjoy it than get upset. But I was expecting somebody to get upset. So, uh, I mean, so far it's nothing but crickets. Yeah, and like like we mentioned numerous times, it's not really anything personal. It just kind of is what it is. So I'm still I'm surprised because here we are a week later and really nothing. So I'm I just gotta say I'm still shocked. So, yeah, uh, I mean, we'll see what happens in the next couple episodes. <laughs> well, that that's true. That's true. So, anyways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyways, another uh, thing worthy of mentioning here is Camp Blood Radio, aka Return to Camp Blood, taking over the world. You're never going to believe this, but we've got a new country to add to the list, and that country that has generated a listen. I don't know how many listens, but they've registered on my little map here that I was talk that I talked about a couple episodes ago, and we have on the list now United Arab Emirates. I don't even believe that's a country. That sounds like a planet from Star Wars. I've, I've never. <sighs> I mean, like you know, a, an island from the Pirates of the Caribbean with Tom Morga. And it's well, fuck yeah, and it's right next to Saudi Arabia. What up, oh. Saudi Arabia? What up, Iraq? What up, Iraq? I mean, we're—I'm telling you—we're taking <laughs> over the Middle East. 
it's it's slowly but surely happening and another one that i did not really notice um just looking through some of these and i'm like hey wait a minute here this one i don't know if i noticed it before but we got bangladesh i don't think i noticed that one before so that that could be a new one i'm not really sure it just kind of looks like that one might have been added but either Uh, way i think that like half the stuff from like Agrish.com and rotten.com and 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 any gore website where somebody's getting their arms cut off i, I think like 90 percent of those were filmed in bangladesh i think you're probably right so so it's good to know we've got those people backing us we do absolutely and the world map here is slowly slowly starting to be colored in with with listeners or listens so um like i said it it may be a while but we're we're coming for you world and I'm I got I got the map to prove it. So, anyways, uh, moving on from that, we're just happy to announce another country or maybe two to the list here. And also on the agenda is last fall when we kind of checked out for a little bit to step back and kind of regroup. I forgot about this one, so just just going through the list. And I did receive some hate mail last fall that I forgot to address. And some of our longtime listeners will remember the fuck you, Jim Elliott, from that fucking clown that was always emailing a bunch of fucking dumb shit. And anyway, he went away. And I only got one message from this gentleman, but I got an email from him, and I'll just go ahead and read it verbatim here. And uh, it says, and I don't remember what episode this was, but um, obviously had something to do with the game and the lawsuit and all that. So just a few lines here, but... This gentleman writes in, would you like some cheese with your wine, you little baby? Why, why, why? Friday the 13th, the game sucks. And it's Victor Miller's fault. Fuck you, Barker. The rights to the first F-13 movie are back with Miller as they should have been all along, like it or not. Your podcast is the drizzling shits, by the way, Mark. (laughs) And yeah, the drizzling shits. That's a good one. So at least. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. So at least he he obviously had been listening for a while. I highly doubt he just picked this one episode and decided that it sucked. But he did sign his name. He's, he obviously isn't the typical Internet tough guy that doesn't sign their name or has like a leaves their, their username will be like Muffman or some fucking whatever. So at least he did sign his name. Mark. 1340. Yeah. Or Dick Rider, you know, K.H. Dick Rider, 13. <laughs> um Anyways, apparently his name is Mark Tefner, T-E-F-T-N-E-R. So rather than fuck you, Jim Elliott, since that's a thing of the past, how about fuck you, Mark Tefner? So if you're listening, yeah, how you like that one? So it is what it is. There's always going to be a hater out there. So your, your, your fucking email doesn't even really make a whole lot of sense because if you're the episode a while back about the game that I think that you're referring to, I we ha- we didn't even – say anything about the Miller situation. I mean, it was pretty much irrelevant. So I don't really know where your little uh, rant is as far as that we were whining per se, because yeah, the Miller situation was completely irrelevant at the time. Wasn't it? Um, no, it wasn't, but, um, that's been going on for a while now, but in any past episodes, I mean, other than saying, you know, it sucks about not getting, DLC and the game was basically done because of the lawsuit and that there was nobody whining about anything. That's where I don't know where this fucking clown even gets off, you know, 
basically accusing the show of whining and you know obviously he's not a fan of me so which is fine i i don't i have enough friends anyway i don't need any more so i don't really care but i just think it's kind of funny and uh yeah so that name you, sounds like an Matt hot Tuffner. specialist oh i'm yeah i'm sure it's probably one of those clowns <laughs> and uh his his email was from protonmail.com what the fuck is that even from where's that even out of i've never even heard of proton mail yeah, he just sounds like a like a nice guy. I'd like to have a yeah. beer with Mark Tefner. Yeah, Mark Tefner from Proton Mail. Yeah, uh, what are you a fucking Ghostbusters <laughs> fan? I mean, get the fuck out of here, Mark Tefner. So hashtag fuck Mark Tefner, and uh, hopefully he's listened because I would anticipate a response back. So yeah, we don't care about pissing people off. So fuck you, Mark Tefner. Anyways, other than that, all good stuff lately. I've appreciated all the good reviews um, all over the, the board. Anything from stuff that's being left on the Facebook page to other various listening sources such as iTunes. Everything's been pretty good, and I appreciate all you guys. We appreciate you turn. T- we appreciate you. <clears throat> can't talk tonight. Tuning in. We do this for the fans, and obviously without the fans, we wouldn't be here. So, you know, thanks to everyone as far as that goes. So. Other than that, that's pretty much it as far as follow-up stuff. And tonight's episode, moving forward with that, from a listener's request, I received a message a while back about us. They were requesting us to go over the top undermasks for Jason Voorhees. And obviously, we have 12 different versions so far, so we obviously have a number of undermasks to choose from. So what we what Kenton and old uh, drunk Uncle Kenton here and I decided decided is that we would just kind of kind of vote amongst ourselves and see if we could come up with kind of a a list uh, a, a consensus list and we weren't really able to do that we partially were so what we did is we definitely agreed on the number one under mask and the rest of them are just kind of runners up for various reasons so to kick things off we're gonna go straight to the fucking top of the list and we agreed that part six is definitely the number one under mask. Now, most listeners would know that one of my, or well, my favorite Friday the 13th is part six and part three. So obviously you can probably imagine where, what one of my other favorite under masks would be too, which we'll get to that later. But uh, Kent and I immediately, when I said number one, name it, and you were part six and it was like, okay, we got that one then. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think it's debatable. It's uh, uh I love the color scheme of the six that does those grayish kind of rotten tones. And then the, uh, the, the skull section poking through and he's got that like angry kind of grimace that a lot of people will argue is also in the seven, but the seven, well, we'll get to the seven in a little bit, but yeah, it's just got that. It looks like a zombie that just crawled out of the ground. And uh, six is also probably my favorite Friday the 13th as well. CJ Graham is my favorite Jason. Um, yeah, the uh, the dart belt and every. We're not even going into that. We're just doing the undermass. This is strictly undermass. So that's yeah, right, man. dickhead. Stick to the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. <laughs> and, uh, the bone showing through the uh, the gray kind of rotten, and then there's also the uh, the kind of fungus that it's got drawn around the flesh wound on the head, and it's all there, man. All the damage from the previous movies uh, is there, and it just all it just meshes really well with that also beautiful six hockey masks so yeah 
six is uh, my go-to as far as undermass go, and it was also the first Jason that I ever sculpted in clay. So uh, it's always got a sentimental place in my heart. Hey, there you go, the old maggot head. That's right. But uh, yeah, it's... I think I called it. It was uh, rancid. That's what I called it. My first ever sculpt, part six, and that thing sold like hotcakes. So uh, the part six I put some, put some. Yeah, it put some uh, some water in our faucets and some light over our heads. On a few there you occasions. go. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, C.J. Graham even has a personal copy. He sure does. Uh, actually, he traded. He came over to my booth at a convention and, and was like, hey, it's, it's the six. And I was like, yeah, man, uh, it was the first thing I ever sculpted. And he ended up liking it. And then he hung out behind the uh, behind the booth with me. And I was back-to-back that year with uh, Kane Hodder, and there was nothing but dividing us but a curtain. So C.J. was fucking with Kane and helping me sell shit right there at the booth, just kind of goofing off. And I was there. And, uh, Scarefest. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a, it was a really unique, amazing experience. And yeah, CJ ended up asking me if he'd be if I'd be willing to trade him uh, one of my part sixes for a signed uh, machete that I've actually got hanging beside me right now, and it's got a big Friday the Thirteenth kind of placard thing on it, and he signed that for me, and we made a trade right there on the spot. I don't know what he did with it. I think I think he's got it on a mannequin. Yeah. Uh, Unless yeah, he's done something different, it's it was he had a mannequin at his house, and I seen a picture of it, and it looked to me like it was on that mannequin. Yeah, I feel like I've seen that a few years back too, and I'm pretty sure that's what he's doing. It's on a display in his house there. And I think he even took the same mannequin to a couple other shows. I'm trying to think of which shows, but I know that that I seen him in the background, and it was probably yeah years that was on it would be my guess. Um. But yeah, I got I have the exact same machete with the little little plaque at the uh bottom by the handle there. And uh actually I have two or three, I think, of those machetes. But yeah, I remember that well because I was standing there at your table and and CJ, I don't I don't remember what we were talking about, but I got a picture. There's a picture of you and I with CJ standing at your table. Matter of fact, I'll have to post that to the show's Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah, and, and what a fucking amazing human being, man. That that guy is just a class act, awesome, friendly. What a fucking awesome human being. I can't say enough good things about C.J. Graham. Absolutely. He's he's a super nice guy, always great at the conventions, and been on the show a couple times. Actually, I'm, I'm probably going to reach out to him in the near future, probably more like this fall after Vengeance is out, so we can talk a little bit about Elias and his character in that film and just get some more updates with him and stuff. So be on the lookout for that. And uh, probably sometime in October would be my guess, if he's not too busy doing haunt stuff and convention stuff. So either way, sometime this fall would be the goal for that. So, um, But, yeah, that was a good show. And uh, I was thinking that he still had a copy of yours. So, yeah, I remember that. I remember that one very well. That one did seem to have a pretty good response. And, uh, but yeah, the part six, man, it's just, it's the whole look is a beast, but to me, it's like the most realistic as far as like what you would expect to look the, uh, Jason to look like when the, when the coffins opened and you see obviously the corpse in there and the way that it's rotted and stuff and the, um, you know, the, the face and the, the nose and mouth and everything. And it's just, they did a really awesome job with that. It wasn't over the top you know obviously like jason stands up and all the skin falls off and he's like a skeleton no i mean they did it they did it right obviously 
with part seven, which we'll get in, we'll get into, you know, in a, in a, in a minute, but that's where you're starting to see more of the, de- the deterioration. So, and, uh, but yeah, six for me, man, I mean, I think it just, it speaks for itself. I, I mean, it really doesn't even need any reasons why it's number one. I mean, just look at it. I love the way that the, uh, in particular, I, I really love the way that they left the bottom lip on uh, and the way it kind of just hangs there. And then they, they completely removed the skin from the uh, upper upper lip and nose. So there's like this big, this triangle box between the bottom row of teeth and the top of the nose where there's no flesh whatsoever. And, uh, and the, then the way that lip hangs, I think that's what really like sells it for me. Yeah, definitely. And the ears are still intact for the most part, but it literally looks basically like what you would expect the last steps of decomposition to be before you start to get to that part seven look really. Yeah. Yeah. The the way that they had the skin folds kind of like, it looked like they were drawing up almost yeah. like they were receding from drying out. The only issue with it uh, in part six is the view we get of the, of the, of Jason before he gets reanimated and the, the one that we get, you know, after animation is, is fairly different. Uh, but I mean, it's just one of those things you got to overlook the, do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. But it's not so far apart that you're like, what the fuck? No, no, not at all. Not at all. And like I said, six is my favorite. It's just one of those things that I've, I've always noticed because before he's animated, reanimated the, the body in the coffin looks like it might weigh 50 pounds dripping wet just from all the, the, the drying up and, and everything. But yeah, he really fills out after he comes back alive. <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely. But I mean, really we see that up. we we see that in Freddy versus too, kind of similar, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, yeah, uh, like I said, definitely an easy decision as far as the number one spot goes, no doubt about that. And as far as the rest of them go, these are just in no particular order. We're just gonna kind of. didn't want to spend too much time going back and forth to try to make a, a consensus list so we're like fuck it we can agree on number one for sure and then the rest of them are kind of runners up and all of them have have notable things about them as far as that goes like i said we have fucking 12 of them to, to choose from but we don't have enough time to talk about 12 of them because i don't want to be sitting here listening to your ass all night so anyways uh moving on to the next spot definitely the remake is definitely on the tops list and there's a lot of people that want to shit on the remake, and I get it and respect your opinions. But if you're a fan of the flesh, Jason, I mean, holy shit, did they do an awesome job? You're fucking right, they did. And I and I'm like you. I also love part three, but I think that as far as if you know us getting a living, breathing human Jason, uh, and it kind of staying based in reality, I, I, that just looks the remake. That just looks like a backwood corn-fed, possum-eating, deformed, inbred piece of shit. The only da- the only thing I wish, I wish we could have got a better view of it in film and not, you know, all these behind-the-scenes pictures because you just get that kind of, you know, after after the, the bag gets ripped off his head, you get the lot, little bit of lot there on that one side, but you'll get a clear view at it, and even then it's just a millisecond. Uh, that Man, that was such a beautiful sculpt. I wish they would have showed it off more in film. But, uh, yeah, that cleft lip and, and crooked-ass nose and that bulging, disgusting eye sticking out, clumps of hair and 
you know, the, the kind of lumpy, contorted head and shoulders, the stance, it's just, it's perfect. It's perfect. Absolutely. And I wish we did get to see it more also. And thankfully the behind the scenes photos exist or we wouldn't really know as far as that goes, because unlike in part three, where we obviously see him fucking plain as day in broad daylight. And I wish we would have got something similar with the remake, but you're right. I mean, <clears throat> they did a beautiful job on that and the, uh, I love everything about it, but you're right, man. That eyeball is just right on fucking point. And, and, you know, we have such, I'm sure I have no doubt in my mind that you've seen them too, but there's such crystal clear images out there uh, of the prosthetics on a mannequin, the, the screen use prosthetics on put on a mannequin. And it's actually what I ended up using to sculpt that silicone remake that I did, but they're like high def crystal clear. You can get a good, like beautiful view and it's from the belly button up too. So you can see the, what was underneath, you know, the, the white shirt and everything. And it's just the skin tones and, and uh, yeah, man, it was, I love that movie. I love that movie so much. And I love that look so much. And it's scary. Like the, I feel like uh, with the part three, uh, if you didn't know that Jason had just killed all those people and you saw that, you would just be like, oh, that, that poor man. Look at how I feel so bad for him. Uh, but with the remake, I feel like even if you didn't know that he had just killed all these people and you saw that face, you would be genuinely terrified because that shit is fucking freaky. Oh, definitely. Like you said, it's exactly what you expect as far as like the backwoods living off the land, hillbilly, uh, just psychopath um, inbred like you. I mean, that the look that they were going for, it's it's basically like a part three on steroids. Yeah, yeah. With with more realism to it, it just looks it seems more feasible. Yeah, I can see that. And yeah, I'll agree with you on that one. And, it just uh, seems like more like somebody that you would run into at a Daytona 500. <laughs> well, yeah, or uh, or Tal- No, more like Talladega. Yeah, Talladega, or maybe like a like a flea market and the section where they're selling like cheap tools that are made in like Taiwan. <laughs> How about a Harbor Freight? A Harbor Freight next to. <laughs> Tom Morgan buying fucking tongs for his grill. Next to Dollar General. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it seems like a legitimate inbred that you could run into at just, you know, a family reunion or. or. It almost reminds me like of what's what's the guy's name in the mask? Rocky Dennis. You know, the old 80s movie. Yeah. 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 The, the that. But hey, he was, well, was Jason a ginger? Now, that hair was more blonde than strawberry blonde, wasn't it? Well, I just mean like the big head and stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I was just saying like, that Rocky Dennis had it worse than Jason because he was also a fucking ginger. Oh, well, yeah, that's true, too. But like the mouth and the big <laughs> ass head and all that shit, I'm like, oh, yeah, for whatever reason, uh, I'm like, oh, it's Rocky Dennis. It's Rocky Dennis Voorhees, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rocky Dennis looked more like his head was shaped like a like a like Mr. Peanut, but yeah, uh, yeah I can see where you're going with that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. With Cher, uh, the only the only characters the only face in that movie scarier than Rocky Dennis's is Cher's. Oh my god! 
skin pulled back and pinned behind the, the crown on her head. Back there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But I mean, goddamn, look at Sam Elliott in that movie, boy, in his prime. Hasn't aged a goddamn day. Doesn't nope. look any different than that he does right now. That man is I a mean, vampire. Absolutely. Uh, shout out to Bo Bennett, since we're going to get some new ranch episodes coming out. Gotta love fucking Sam Elliott. Yeah, I, you know, is it, I know this isn't about Sam Elliott and the ranch, but uh, I watched the first season and just never picked it back up. I liked it. Is, is the second is the second season worth watching? Oh, the whole fucking all all the episodes are awesome. I love that show. I've probably watched every episode like six times now. Didn't that one dude get in trouble? Didn't he get fucking me tooed? Oh, the rooster, old fucking Danny yeah. Masterson. Yeah, he got the he got the fucking he got bent over. Yeah, they they me tooed the hell out of his anus. Oh my god, it's just getting fucking ridiculous. Like I, I don't, I don't even, even know the story. I don't even know the like. It might have been legitimate. <laughs> I, do you know? Do you know what happened? It was uh, sexual allegations from like 2001, and he's like, "LAPD cleared me of that over 15 years ago. Let's let's move on." And, but oh, no yeah. sexual allegations from 1844. Uh, yeah. When- well, you gotta you gotta thank the. <laughs> You know, we got to thank the liberals for for let's let's fucking make a big deal about nothing. If he wasn't, he what wasn't did your fucking... great great grandfather do again? Exactly. Fucking crucify him. It, but it's ridiculous that it's like okay, you're fired for something that you you weren't even charged with anything. So yeah, I'm and you know sometimes people. sometimes that's that's I hear stories. I, it's a case by case basis. Like obviously Michael Jackson. Fuck that dude, even though it was, you know, 20 years ago. Uh, well, whenever he died, it would have been 15, 20 years ago. But but in a case where it's just an allegation, and I ha- I haven't even heard the, f- the full extent of, of Rooster's charges, but I'm assuming it's, it doesn't take much these days. It was like, no. hey, yeah, we were at a Starbucks. He kind of gave me a side eye and winked. And uh, I went home and cried into my sheets for three weeks. And I now I have post-traumatic stress disorder from it. Because like, of because it was so offensive, and he needs yeah to be because fired. he winked at me yeah yeah yeah. I don't know. I just I think it's know, fucking man. bullshit. And just from the information I read, I mean, wh- imagine this: if Kane's dick riders, what if Kane would have got fired after fucking part eight because he hoodwinked somebody at the fucking Starbucks, and they fucking said, "You're not Jason anymore, buddy." Holy shit! Oh, there'd be there'd be riots in the street. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, what, right. I mean, holy shit. I mean, would, would we even have gotten a Jason goes to hell or a Jason X? I mean, holy shit. That could and have I don't want to live in a fucking world where Jason goes to hell and Jason X doesn't exist. And I know you don't either. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just thinking, I mean, these, these types of uh, fucking scenarios, they could have affected a lot of our uh, 80s history here. I mean, let's, let's thank, let's thank, um, let's thank just to be very fucking thankful that everybody wasn't offended in the 80s. Or we would have got maybe Friday part two and they would have seen that little hillbilly boy and they would have been like, oh, my God, we can't have this. That's, you know, making fun of deformed people or, you know, retarded people or whatever people. We're all offended. We can't and then we would have Fridays. never even gotten that iconic hockey match. I know. That's what I'm saying. Can you imagine that could have literally changed like history? So Cinema what are we missing history. out on? With all this sensitivity, this over this oversensitivity, what 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 have we, what have we, accidentally like rerouted in the course of history for characters and everything? With I mean, like being it's, overtly PC. 
it's it's completely fucking mind blowing, and there's there's no way to answer that question because we've we'll never know. We're probably we're, we'll never know. We'll never know. I mean, like I said, they've already made a big fucking mistake getting rid of Rooster, and who knows what else is coming. Uh, oh man, I don't know. All I'm saying is the '80s could have been a whole lot different if everybody was offended and all butthurt like they are today bunch of bitches you know another one with chris hardwick he got me too and then they fired his ass from basically fucking everything and then they found out like after the damage had already been done that all of the allegations against him were completely bullshit like made up bullshit from a psychopath who who had cheated on him and everything and everybody was like no 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 everything she's saying is bullshit that's not how anything happened but by the time that they had you know actually fucking there was no trial. It was. It, it's no longer guilty until proven innocent. It, it or it's no longer innocent until proven guilty. It's guilty until proven innocent. And the damage had already been done. His career was fucking donezo. And it come to find out, he wasn't even guilty of any of the shit that he was being like accused of. There you go. Thank you. Me too. But anyways, yeah. we better we better fucking move on, or we're gonna get me too. So yeah, yeah. Well, anyways. I'm married, so I don't have to worry about that again. But uh... well, there you go. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you never know with you. I mean, your your wife, she might get tired of you. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, but even if she did, I'm too old, and and women just aren't worth it. Like, if she left me, I'm not looking at anybody because it's just not worth the fucking pain in the ass, man. It's not worth it. Well, I can understand that. You're basically married too. Well, I mean, you can say what you want. It is what it is. It does. You don't. You don't have to have rings on on your fingers to be in the same situation. You know, non-married people can be in the exact same situations. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've been I, agitating you guys for for years over that. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But, anyways, so we don't get me to me tooed. Moving on to the next one, and worth mentioning is the OG hillbilly, the Richard Brooker Part Three. Now that obviously was inspirational to the remake without that that's that goes without being said but there's just something about man when he when he fucking lifts that mask up and you're like oh jesus i mean i don't know i really dig the part three look because obviously you're like oh you know look at this deformed fuck i mean they're like he's fucking he ain't playing around you know so the i hate i don't want to say the three four look because four has quite a bit of variation compared to three so those i look at those as kind of being pretty much different uh yeah four but, is like 120 percent different it's not even remotely similar well i just mean you know when you look at them with the mask on and you obviously still see you know the head and everything but there's oh, there's yeah, a yeah, lot yeah, of like like the the flesh look but there's there is a shit ton of variation in them and uh just looking at the big picture, um, I know that we mentioned before that three and four were pretty much the closest looks for comparison purposes, and they are as far as that goes. But the undermasks are night and day difference as far as I'm concerned. So I lump those uh, in separate categories, and I got to go with part three. I just love that initial look, and you're just like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, I really wish that they had – and this is me personally. I, I really wish they had stuck with the original Stan Winston sculpt. Uh, I tend to like it better, but I, I do understand why they 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 changed it up because the Stan Winston sculpt doesn't almost doesn't look like it could be human. It almost looks like an alien more. But uh, yeah, I, I dig the three look, man. Um, 
uh, it's obvious that it was a huge uh, inspiration to the remake. But uh, I, my favorite shot of the three look um, isn't whenever you're seeing him head on and everything. It's more, I love it when he first pulls that hockey mask off and he's kind of like looking down his nose almost. Yep. That's my favorite shot of the part three. I think the yep. undermask for part three, that one shot is just perfect. Yeah, that's definitely mine too. And then there, there's something, and obviously it's angles, but when he, towards the end, obviously he's covered in blood and and uh, you really, you see him in, in broad daylight and you're kind of like, you do a double take and it's kind of like, oh, it looks a little bit different than before, but. Yeah, uh, it does, a lot different. Yeah, but then again, with that, kind of like you said kind of looking down or whatever but no that's that's one of my favorite scenes in friday is that is that initial scene when he is kind of looking down like you said that's that's i can i completely agree with that that's that's one of my top top 10 at at the very least probably top five uh that's just such a oh gives you the shivers oh yeah yeah that look down the nose oh absolutely and uh everything about that like i said to me that's just that just screams classic Friday right there. But, uh, but yeah, I just, I love the OG. And uh, when we actually see the, I guess the hulking Jason, if you want to call it that. And um, cause he certainly wasn't in part two, but the, the OG, you got to give the OG credit because without that, we wouldn't really have gotten, we wouldn't have got the part six. We wouldn't have gotten anything else because like I said, um, we can, just think we might not have even gotten part three at all because like I said, if everybody was offended back in the eighties, we might've been stuck with part two and then Holy shit. Can you imagine if all of the, <laughs> if all the genuine me too worthy behavior uh, was, was getting me too in the eighties, like, cause people really, <laughs> dudes really were like kind of slimy back then. Like, <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like absolutely with all the cocaine going around and just the, raunchiness we wouldn't have anybody left in hollywood no no it, like i literally think the movie industry would have been shut the fuck down Plain it's almost shut the fuck down right now after this huge ass pedophile ring is, is coming out in the woodwork oh yeah i mean i think the only person that's going to survive that after this the dust settles is keanu reeves oh yeah absolutely uh or you know what gary Busey. Like Gary Busey yeah, will survive. Yeah, he doesn't know where he is. <laughs> he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't know what the fuck he's <laughs> even doing. So yeah, no, it's it's fucking it's just absolutely crazy, and it's scary to think when all these new articles keep popping up, and it's like, oh, they're a pedophile. Oh, they're a pedophile too. Oh my god, everybody in fucking L.A. has been sexually molested apparently, or has like been molester molesting. Yeah, they were the molester or the molestee. Every the all of L.A. County apparently. And like then you the like start learning like, uh, if not that, then they were like, f- pretty much like forced into sex as adults to get yeah. roles, and, and that's not just women. That's I, I heard stories on other podcasts with people about men having to do the same thing with female like talent scouts and casting directors and everything. It's it's like everybody in L.A. is just giving hand jobs and and blowing each other and everybody's underage and everybody's old and it's just a fucking sounds like a mess down there man they need to get their shit together a fucking circus <laughs> God just damn. a real just fuck fest down there in la <laughs> oh fuck anyways moving on uh like i said three you got to mention three just because 
And you mentioned, uh, we talked a little bit about part seven, obviously part seven. I mean, holy shit. Uh, the entire fucking get up with seven, obviously the spine, the ribs, uh, the hands. I mean, the under mask for seven is a work of art in itself. I know that you sculpted one yourself. And, but the thing, the thing with me is seven, you got to admit seven, just kind of from a distance, it just kind of looks like a, like a, like a dog turd with fucking teeth. I mean, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like, really? Um, we just got this perfectly shaped dog turd with some teeth and some eyes. So I don't know. I mean, it's, it, they definitely, they did a good job with it. And especially when you see him moving towards the end of the film, you're like, holy shit. Like they, that's, that's some serious shit right there. But for, for whatever reason, I, I like the rest of the costume, but the, the under mask, I just, I think they could have, I think they could have went, um, I think they could have went more fierce with it. Yeah. You know, aesthetically as a whole from toad at the top of the head, seven is by far one of my, one of my favorites. Uh, but under mask, uh, itself, I agree with you from a distance. It does look a little muddy. Like it's hard to make out anything, but I mean, when you get up on it, man, it's fucking amazing. I, they have all the damage there from all the other movies. And it just, it's everything six had. And the only, the only reason I put six ahead of seven is just because the overall uh, look of the, the facial expressions, I'm not as much of a fan of, but I mean, the sculpt is, I, I don't like the brown. I like the, the grayish tones of the six more, but the, uh, yeah, man, the spine and the ribs and, and just, I, I love it, I, I, and especially Kane, uh, Kane emoting underneath all that makeup. He did such a good job with the uh, the emotions and the eye, the eye, you know, the way he moved his eyes and the and the brow and everything. And I just really love the seven. I, I love the look of it. I don't. I'm not the movie itself. I'm not like the biggest fan of. It's okay, but the look, the seven, just aesthetics. Oh man, it's fucking gorgeous. It is. You're right. But the thing with me, when you look at the rest from the neck down, it's like the face. And and like I said, I think they did a great job with it. But just objectively speaking, is they it's almost like it's it's too much. Like we should have seen some cheekbone. We should have seen some more skull. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't really align with being able to see the rib cage and everything, all the other bones. Yeah, because we're led to believe before the hockey mask comes off that there's not really hardly any flesh left. That's that's what it looks like anyway. Uh, It looks like if you took that hockey mask off, it would look more, just going off the the chest and back and everything, it would look more like the uh, the Jason Goes to Hell under mask than it does the seven. Well, when you when you first look at it and you can kind of see the teeth on the side and you're like okay and then the way the rest of the body is you're kind of like you're expecting i guess to see i don't want to say i i don't know i I just it's lacking something for me like in the big picture compared to like i said the neck down and i think they could have went a lot grittier with it and but but like i said i'm not an fx person but i understand with facial appliances to be able to make get certain movements and things like that that maybe there was just certain options that weren't weren't going to work for what they were trying to do so they had to go a little thicker a little uh you know a little denser up top to make those things work i I don't know maybe that was a factor yeah and you know like with you for the part three and that 
scene where he pulls the mask off and he looks down his nose. Like I have a similar moment like that for me in part seven. And I love that. Just like, it's like just a second at last after he gets demasked. Uh, and, you know, before I even say that props to them having the confidence to spend, I don't know how long it's almost five minutes, right? Without, without a hockey mask. Like it's a good portion of the film. He's, he's out in clear light. Oh, yeah. Not in the shadows, not in the darkness. We got full light, no hockey mask. It's the only Friday the 13th movie uh, to do that for that long that, that I can think of right now. I don't think any – no, none of them have done that since. No, not for that long. Matter of fact, matter of fact, all of them fucking put together probably aren't as long as seven. Yeah, there's more – and I love that. A lot of people don't like that. They think it's better to not see, you know, it's mysterious. I don't like that. I love that they – showed his face and you get to see jason have emotions like i i like that i i like that and you know the scene in part seven that really does that for me uh like the demasking in part three for you is it's just like a second right before uh right before lar park lincoln uh throws the nails through him and the fire he gives her a look and he just kind of widens his eyes a little bit and shakes yep. his head and kind of grits his jaw and he's like you fucking bitch like, oh, yeah. You know what you know, the part I'm talking about? Yep, it's fucking awesome, too. I love that. Just It's like two seconds. It's just real quick. If you blink, you won't, you'll, you'll miss it. And I know you know what I'm talking about. But, uh, Absolutely. Yeah, that that two seconds, man, is what does it for me for that part seven. And, and that's all on that's all on uh, Kane, you know, that just that the way he moves his neck and he kind of pops his jaw and lines his eyes. It just looks like you fucking bitch. Absolutely. <laughs> Props to Kane for that. Absolutely. Yeah, because he, he doesn't say guy. a word. Yep. No, he did he did uh, fucking phenomenal as far as that goes. There's no doubt about that. You know, there's another uh as far as emotions go, and this this isn't really on the undermask, but just since we're on these scenes that we love, like I fucking hate Jason X so much. I hate it so much. But there is a scene in Jason X that I that I just love deep, deep down in my heart, and it's in the very opening sequence. Not the opening sequence. It's after he gets frozen, uh, and then they are – I'm sorry, no, before he gets frozen. And they've got him up on that pedestal all chained up, and that guard's looking at him, and you get a close-up of Kane's eyes, and he kind of side-looks at the dude and then just does this kind of, like, pissed-off, just eye squint. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yep, mm-hmm. There's just like three seconds there where we get to see his eyes. I love that. That's my favorite scene in that entire movie. Just that that second where we get to see him kind of give him a look. Uh, and that's not even relevant to the uh, to the to the topic of the podcast today. I just wanted to get that off my chest because I love that scene so much. We're just we're rambling today, apparently. Yeah, yeah. We're just we're just winging it. And you know that's what happens because <clears throat> we actually had some other content lined up, but since Kenton here. His uh, since Meth Head Ted ran into his um, inter- internet, uh, struck the power pole outside, and took his internet out. He had to call in, so he wanted to make sure that he had superior audio quality for when we do this next episode. Because yeah, I have this a is feeling gonna be a fun one. It's gonna be a fun one, and I don't blame him. I'd want to be in better quality too. So tonight we were like, oh fuck, what are we going to do? So we just went to the trusty list and we just decided to go with the best under masks, just winging it. So not that we well, really get, have to man, for, for throwing Budweiser cans up in the air beside my trailer and shooting them with a 12 gauge. I had the That's power what happens. And fuck, my inter- fuck my damn internet up. I still say, I think meth had Ted fucking wrecked <laughs> his, his 1978 Ford truck into it. Single cab, two wheel drive. 
It's a 91 Beretta. (laughs) (laughs) Or a a 91 Beretta. Oh, my God. Uh, You remember those cars? No, it's more like a uh, it's more like an '87 Monte Carlo SS. That's a fucking G mobile, right there. <laughs> that '87 Monte Carlo. Say what you want. That's a oh badass fucking whip. No, like an '85 <laughs> Oldsmobile Hearst. That's what he was. That's what he was driving. The black and the gray, the two tone. Holy shit! With the red <laughs> like velour seats and a sunroof with with fucking Craigers on it. You know who Meth Head Ted is. Who's the Who's the fucking remember Remember Beavis and Butthead, that fucking blonde guy, Todd. That's Todd. that's like that, that's dickhead, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you hop him up on meth, and that's meth, meth head Ted. <laughs> I've known, and, and you funny you say that. I've known so many Todds in my life. Like <laughs> <laughs> that thought came in, like you're fucking, you're a real life version of Todd from Beavis and Butthead. There's so many of them in my hometown. Oh my god, I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine, but yeah, no, we, I mean, we, we can go on and on rambling about this kind of shit, but I mean, hopefully, um, hopefully people can appreciate some of it anyway. Yeah. Uh, Did we already cover, cover all of them? God, that's, that felt like it went by so fast. Um, well, you know, there's a few more, but like I said, it's, uh, you know, part one, obviously not really a fair comparison. We have young Jason. Uh, I thought Tom Savini did a good job with it. And, uh, you know, part two, I'm not a fan of the part two look to me, that hillbilly, that's just, nah, I'm not really a fan of that one. Yeah, I don't like um, it either. Yeah, I don't like I the mean, hair. I don't either. I don't, I don't either. I don't like the hair. I don't like, I don't, I don't know. I just don't really like any of it for that matter. And then again, I'm not a fan of the, the bibs. I don't like the bibs, like the part two look I can, I'm not, I'm not against the sack head, but just the bibs, I don't know. Just not really my thing. Yeah, but, you know, since we were mentioning the game earlier, the part two wasn't my favorite Jason in the game because you can start off with, like, 20 traps. Oh, and, and you know, I, I love him in the traps. game. I love him in the game. And like I said, I don't I don't mind Sackhead Jason, but just when you when you unmask him and you see the, the bibs, obviously, and then the hair and the That's patchy beard. beard. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, like, it's like too much hillbilly, if that even makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. So not really much to talk about there. And, uh, of course, part five, not really a whole lot to discuss there. And uh, that's pretty basic. And then, of course, we pretty much touched on everything else. And uh, not if, like the Jason goes to hell. If you like if you like the uh, the hemorrhoid head look, you know, then so be it. I'm not a big fan of that look either as far as uh, the under mask goes. I, and, hate, I hate that Jason goes to hell under mask, like with a passion. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm not gonna say like I hate it. It's just compared to the others, it's just it's just not up there, not at it's all. It's mainly the lumpy head. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a fan of that either, and I'm not a fucking fan of Jason X. Period. So I have nothing positive to say about that. And of course, uh, we didn't touch on FVJ Freddy versus Jason, but oh, we're getting ready to tear into that though. Just stay tuned. Yep, stay tuned. There's a little there's a little hint at an upcoming episode. But uh, once again, that's an undermask that we don't get to see directly in the film. But you get to see parts of the bottom. Obviously, um, you get to see parts of the side or whatever. But there's not a lot there as far as the full face. So it's kind of, I mean, that one, it's kind of like, eh, I mean, whatever. 
And uh, they give you enough that as a sculptor, if I wanted to, and many people have, Scareware has an amazing sculpt. But they give you enough in the movie that you can piece it together and and get the full version. You know, you you can put it together and fill in yeah. all the gaps, and and you'll you know what it looks like. And I'm just overall, it's okay, but overall, I'm not like the biggest fan of it. Right. I know a uh, friend of the show, friend of mine, Brandon Scott Murphy, is working on a a versus piece, and uh, I can't think off the top of my head who's going to be offering that one. I think he's just doing the sculpt for it. And he's posted some pictures on social media of it. And I'm looking forward to see how that turns out. Brandon's Brandon's got some talent and Brandon's been on the show. Brandon's the man in the Friday, the 13th community right now. He's Absolutely. Man. Matter of fact, need to have him on a follow-up episode in the near future, just to kind of catch up with him and touch base. Matter of fact, be seeing him at mask fest coming up in Indianapolis here soon. Uh, yeah. I'll have September. him a yingling. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. So we'll catch up with him again there. But, yeah, definitely need to have him on again in the very near future also. And uh, the list is just growing and growing and growing, especially with all the fan films and stuff. We we have no shortage of Friday topics coming up anytime soon. I know we mentioned we were going to step outside the box a little bit, and we are just to kind of freshen things up. Um, like I said, Brent Terhune, com- comedian Brent Terhune is going to be on soon. And um, – we mentioned possibly, and uh, well, not possibly, we did mention talking about some general horror stuff, uh, just in general, when it's quiet at Camp Crystal Lake. But I can tell you right now, it's not going to be quiet at Camp Crystal Lake anytime soon. So we've got plenty of Friday content, so definitely stay tuned for that. So, uh, But anyways, you're right about the verses, but um, there are there are some good sculpts out there, but unfortunately, we just we don't really get to see shit. So... I mean, I, I don't even know where, really where to rank that one because mostly what you do see is artist variations of it, right? Yeah, yeah, and, you know, they all, for the most part, they stay in the same kind of wheelhouse. They all look, they all favor, like, so, you know, you take them all in together and you can get a pretty good idea of what it looked like as a whole. My favorite so far, I haven't seen Brandon Scott Murphy sculpt yet. Brandon's never sculpted anything I didn't think was amazing, so I'm sure it's it's fantastic. But uh, so far, with what I have seen, uh, Scareware offered one uh, a while back. And, I, you know, i only seen it like a few times. I don't know if they had an issue with the mold. I know there's not many of them out there. But they had one, and God damn, it looked good. It looked so good. Yeah. Uh, but that was by far my favorite. Uh, but, yeah, overall, man, just the look itself. I don't understand why they went so dark with the skin. And... Uh, in the end, he just kind of looked like like a almost like a retarded Frankenstein, for the most part. I di- I didn't dig it. I didn't like it. Yeah, well, I mean that description alone, it's pretty self-explanatory. And with the movements and stuff, you're you're absolutely right. So, yeah, I don't really know where I would fit that one in. <clears throat> I'd have to really see some some detailed stuff as far as that goes. But uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, there's really not a whole lot really to go by i mean i think the choices if you're to discuss tops as far as just the undermask goes like i said i mean i think six is a hands-down winner uh for obvious reasons and then i'm definitely going to be looking obviously at the remake and the og part three and then of course looking at, at seven um we didn't we didn't really talk about eight but eights eh, eight doesn't work for me either i don't like i don't really care for that at least the the face portion now the rest of the head i can deal with that but the pumpkin-looking face and the fucking uh, the uh, the egg yolk eye, 
I'm not really a fan of that. Now, I've always told myself that the reason I'm not a fan of it either, for the record. I don't. It looks like a jack o' lantern. Yeah. But um, I, I've always told myself that the reason it looks like that is because he just had a big, a big, uh, very conveniently placed uh, bucket of battery of acid thrown in his face. Like, why the fuck that's sitting there? I don't know. Aside from plot reasons. But uh, I, I always tell myself that the reason it looks so bad is because his face is melting. And uh, maybe it didn't look like that pre that bucket of toxic waste in his face. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm actually working on a sculpt right now, a Part 8 sculpt, like, as we speak. And um, it's, it's, it's a rough one. I like, you know, I like everything about it, honestly, but the face portion. Like, I love the sides of the head and the top and the back. I love every angle of it, but, like, what's actually under the hockey mask. Right. And that's the thing, though, is you only see basically like what you said. I mean, when you do see it, it's like, oh, he's about to get, uh, you know, dumped on, essentially. So would it be different? And, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, probably. But artist variations of it, like, well, speaking of Brandon, Brandon, I think he called it the Rotten Apple. And I'm trying to think of who has that mold now. I think maybe James Power sells that one. But when I looked at Brandon's sculpt, I was like, holy shit. Now, that to me, his looked way better than the film version. Yeah, it's a badass like, sculpture, man. It looks yeah, so I mean, good. I would own that. And then, of course, uh, Kyle Huckyluck, his silicone is a beast. But, like I said, what you see, the jack-o'-lantern look that you see in the film, no, that don't, that definitely does not work for me at all. And, and it's just in the lips. Like, if they had just switched the lips up, I don't know what they were thinking. I don't understand why they did that, but I mean it is. But you know, an aspect of the face that I do like is is the. Uh, it's a lot of people don't notice it because it's so hard to spot. But you do see molars, like the back teeth, back row of teeth, and the teeth are in the left side of the face. Uh, that's a real fine detail that's there that I really love is being able to see the jaw molars and everything that's that's poking through in the sculpt. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, it just kind of is what it is. So that is our thoughts on the under masks. Like I said, uh, listener recommendation. So there you have it. But that wraps up another episode of Camp Blood Radio. So please rate and review wherever you listen to the show at. Also check us out on Facebook at Camp Blood Podcast. And please leave us a review there. We would definitely appreciate it. To check out our back episodes, you can find those on our website, campbloodpodcast.com. And if you have any suggestions, feel free to drop us a line. Except for you, Mark, fucking dick.